I know that Belay has a good reputation. I trust that they like have vetted these people. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I just trusted the process and Ari proved me right that like he's <laughs> worthy of my complete trust and That's he great. has made my business so much better. And I feel like my clients are taken better care of now that we have more than just one person on the line. It's been extremely helpful. Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world, helping you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Trisha Shortino and Lisa Zeveld. Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business so it stops running you. I'm Trisha. And I'm LZ. In today's episode, we're taking a deep dive into making the most of a virtual assistant. Everything from gaining trust, building a relationship, practicing good communication, and more. Katie Lantuck and her virtual assistant, Ari Adler, are joining us today and sharing their insights from working together for the last year. Katie's the CEO of Murphy Marketing, a messaging agency that helps their clients find the right ways to communicate their message. One of the coolest things about this is that Katie found her virtual assistant, Ari, using Belay. So instead of us just telling you how you need a virtual assistant, we're going to go behind the scenes of a great working relationship. This will be an amazing opportunity for Katie and Ari to walk us through some of their best practices on how leaders and their virtual assistants can make the most of their time together. So let's take a listen now. Hey guys, Katie and Ari, thank you for joining the podcast today. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Welcome, Belay client and virtual assistant in the house. I love it. See, I love it. It's such a special day around here. <laughs> it is. It's great to have you guys. Okay, but before we get started, I have a fun question for you. For both of you, you can each answer. Night owl or morning person? I think naturally I'm an early bird, but now that I have two young kids who also get up early, <laughs> I've mm. shifted to more night owl tendencies lately. Really? Interesting. I went the other way. I was more mm. of a night owl, and then I had children, and they forced me to become a morning person <laughs> because they were up at 6 o'clock in the morning. And right. therefore, <laughs> as a parent, you had to be also. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a morning person. Um, and Katie, I would have said you're more of a night owl because you're always working at night and I'm getting the yeah. emails in the morning. Um, <laughs> but that's just, yeah, I, I could see where you would have shifted with the kids. Fun. Yeah, no, I don't know. I think, I think I'm kind of a night owl, but it's because of my kids. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I've got a college student, so I have to stay up a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so have to. They I stay to, up but... late. Right. Yeah. They stay up late. So then you are staying up later now. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes, totally. yes. Well, as Trisha said, thank you so much for being here with us today. And um, I would love to dive in. And first off, ask you guys, you know, take us back to when you first started working together. How did that go? Were there any bumps in the road? Oh, gosh. Um, I had thought about hiring a belay person for a long time, probably a year or more before I finally called. I dragged my feet because, A, I was embarrassed at how disorganized I was. And mm. I wasn't sure how to, like, articulate what I needed help with. But by April of last year, 2020, I had a four-month-old and a four-year-old, no childcare and a growing business. And I was very frequently staying up until 3 a.m. to finish my work. Mm 
And I was just at my wits end. And so I swallowed my pride, called Belay, and they matched me with Ari. And he had all these amazing qualifications. I remember them like giving me the rundown of what he had done before. And I thought, oh my gosh, I don't deserve him. And he does, he deserves much better than like the circus that he's about to walk into. But I, I leaned in and I just trusted the process and he immediately started helping and Ari can probably speak more to the bumps. Um, but I just remembered the immense relief that I felt when he came on. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember that there are really any, any bumps per se. I know, you know, Katie has, has put it pretty well. She said, uh, you know, things were kind of a mess. Um, and, and I, I say that with love, right. I mean, but it was the, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, there was just a lot going on in her, her email inbox and not having systems and, and your schedule. I remember was crazy trying to keep yeah. up with everything. And, and I just remember, you know, when, when we get matched as a VA and, and they, they introduce us to a client and we get to listen to like intake calls and that kind of thing to, to learn. And, and I remember I kind of learned your personality, you know, when people do that. And, and one of the wins I remember that you mentioned was you wanted to have time to catch up on a Netflix queue occasionally <laughs> and, and just do like normal. We all have to watch Netflix at some point. <laughs> and, and just have normal people things that you do and not be working constantly. And I thought, oh, that's, yeah. this is exactly what you need is somebody to help you just kind of yeah. get through the, the bumps that you already have in your life. And how do we smooth those out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's 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 great that you mentioned what you did, Katie, because I think a lot of people probably are in that similar place where they know they need help, but maybe they're a little embarrassed by how much help yeah. that they need. Um, <laughs> and, and getting started itself feels like a burden yeah. right out of the get-go. So I, I think that that's great information for anybody out there listening who's thinking about it is that really you just have to start. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The rest of work is about. It can't get worse. It's only going to get better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a really good point, Trisha, that you make too, about like, you have to get started. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I came into it with my background and looking at ways that I could help Katie with her inbox. And I'm like, what if, you know, let's organize your inbox in this way and let's set up this system and figure out how we're going to work together and understanding that nothing is permanent. Like if we start a process and it's not working, we can tweak it. And we've done that with a few different things. And, and then you just, it gets better and better as you go. So I, I think mm-hmm. it's best to just, that you just dive in and start uh, and and then yeah. move, move things as you need to, but you'll get, no matter what, it's not going to get worse. I can guarantee that, uh, you know, and it will get better as you work together longer. Yeah. Well, and I even think the Netflix reference, like, I mean, sometimes people will think that that's not important, but earlier we were talking about, I had some technical difficulties and my computer shut down and we all need to shut down. And, and so it's like not feeling guilty if you want to ask for help. So you have downtime so you can actually enjoy Netflix. Like that's part of being a holistic human and needing that downtime, especially when you have a family, um, it's really important to know that it's okay to ask for that help. Mm -hmm. Yes. And now I'm totally addicted. So I probably could never not have a virtual assistant again. I've had one for many, many years. And what, you know, even when she goes on vacation, bless her heart, I feel like I, I don't know what, which way is which (laughs) because I've become so used to having that support system and it is such a gift. Gosh, I feel so unproductive when she's not around. So, um, Mm It's amazing. So you talk about, you know, just getting started. And I wonder what it looked like for you guys for really the whole trust issue. Was there hesitation? Did you kind of both just go in, you know, with palms up? How was that for you guys? I think the hesitation that I felt was 
just back to that embarrassment that I was like, I had, I think at the time, four different email addresses. I had to keep all the tabs open all day long. I was checking all of them, always afraid that I was going to miss something. I had a sauna, but I wasn't really using it. So I had like a legal pad with my huge like to-do list. Mm -hmm. And I was just always like really anxious about like missing something or dropping a ball. And so when Ari and I were kind of looking through like, what systems do I have and where can we start? I just gave him everything. I was like, this is where we are. <laughs> and I'm just going to have to trust it, right? I'm just going to have to put it all in. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, yeah there was, there, everything was on the table and nothing, nothing was sacred. <laughs> well, and Trish, as you mentioned all in, and Katie and I have talked about this a little bit. I think anybody who's going to try a new system, whether it's a project management system or you're, you're starting to work with a VA, whatever you're going to do, you have to make that commitment to go all in. You can't dabble in it a little bit because it ends up just not working well. So it's really more a matter of, you know, everybody getting all on board and trying to figure it out. And like I said, you can change directions a little bit as you as you go forward. But that was and, and I remember, you know, Katie, you and I, when we first started, it was sort of like, well, I'm going to have you do this. And then maybe we'll start on some other things. And then it didn't take long. You're just like, OK, you know what? Here's everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just dumping it all on you and see if you can make any sense of it. Uh, and that, from right. a VA's perspective, that was fantastic. That was very empowering. And it gave me the ability to just set up some new systems and try some different things and see how it worked. And that mm -hmm. was great. And Katie, do you feel like that was natural to you? I mean, did you, had you worked in an environment where trust came pretty easily? And so that's why you were just like, I'm kind of at my wits and here you go. Or was it strictly just kind of out of exhaustion and I just need help? And so... <laughs> <laughs> Because I think that's one of the hardest parts yeah. for most people. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the questions we get asked most um, when clients come is like, how do I learn to trust? And so curious if that was just something that was natural for you. It wasn't the most natural thing because I've always been in my previous roles before, like when I had like a normal job and I wasn't an entrepreneur, I was always a contributor. Like I had interns a couple of times, but that's very different. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um so once I started my own business and then like it kind of blew up, I had to shift to this more like leadership role and delegating. And I'm used to doing all the things I'm used to doing the bookkeeping and the scheduling mm. and client calls and the actual deliverables. And to hand that over was kind of nerve wracking because my name's on all of this. And mm -hmm. I've met him online. Like it felt a little bit of this, uh, like a leap of faith of, well, mm. I know that Belay has a good reputation. I trust that they like have vetted these mm -hmm. people. Like, yeah. I just trusted the process. And I don't know, Ari proved me right that like <laughs> he's <laughs> worthy of my complete trust. And That's he has great. made my business so much better and working like clockwork. And just, I feel like my clients are taken better care of now that we have more than just one person on the line. So mm -hmm. it's it's been extremely helpful. That's great. Belay does a, a really good job with the processes that you have and the mm -hmm. system that you have. And so I think when it comes to a matter of trust, it's, it's you know, clients need to, to trust that process that you're going to get matched with the right person. And mm -hmm. I've talked to other people who are VAs and some maybe who don't get placed right away and they get a little frustrated. But I'm like, just give it time. There's a reason the process exists and Belay knows what it's doing. They've done this long enough and just give it time and you'll get matched with the right person. And that is so much more important than just getting the first person who comes along to work mm -hmm. with. It has to be a good fit. And, mm -hmm. you know, I have a, a background in public relations and media relations, that kind of thing. And with what Katie does with her marketing, we meshed really well because of that, because of my writing and editing background. And I kind of knew what she did in her industry. And so I think that helped as well. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what we, it, it, I couldn't have said it better myself. Is <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that is our like mission. It's what we're out here trying mm-hmm. to do is find the right person, not the first person. Mm-hmm. And that is, right. that is really, if you could boil it all down to a core sentence, you know, here at Belay, it's about the right people, not the quickest people or the, fir- you know, the first person, because there, there are services out there where you can get somebody tomorrow. Right. But how, how vetted and evaluated and, you know, care for is the process of finding that person in 24 hours. So um, I'm glad you brought that up, Ari. That's a, that's a great point is that sometimes you just need to take the time to wait for what is right. And then also what you guys have already mentioned, when you're in, you're all in, you're all the way in, mm-hmm. no toe dipping, just go for it. No toe dipping. <laughs> no toe dipping. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your typical week. What does your communication cadence look like? Are you talking on the phone, texting, email? What does that look like? We meet twice a week. Um, for about 15 to 30 minutes, kind of depending on what's going on. We meet Mondays and Thursdays usually. So kick off the week and then kind of wrap up and get ready um, for the next week. We only text in like emergency situations. And then we do have Slack, but again, it's usually not, I usually (laughs) say like, this is not an emergency or like whatever. (laughs) Um, So that he knows that it can be handled whenever. So it's pretty strictly like meetings, emails, just to cut down on all the like digital noise that we have going on. Well, there are so many ways and and Katie has information coming in from clients and potential clients. And there's so many different ways to reach her now that that there's just a lot coming in. And so we tried to streamline what we do. And I think, I know Belay recommends at least like one meeting a week, usually and by video, if you can, it really helps make the connection. And and we started with that and we did like one long meeting. And then we just discovered that two shorter meetings was actually better mm-hmm. for us in terms of what we could focus on and, and that amount of time and being able to do that. But we're, you know, we're constantly in, in touch and know what's going on. And then um, uh, I use a program called BASE that Blay is obviously familiar with because you help yeah. them get going. And and we use that. And I use a, a daily digest for Katie that she gets. And so there's, there's a lot of information available through there that makes a good reference point for her. So anything I can do to, mm-hmm. to eliminate email is a big part of it. Um, so mm-hmm. we just try to condense everything into the, the smallest messaging package possible. Yeah, I love that. I feel the same way as well is um, I don't want to, as a leader, have to go to multiple different platforms to try and connect with my team or my people or my assistant. I'm all for keeping it in one place. So you're not tabbing between Mm -hmm. multiple platforms. So, um, and to your point, you know, if your assistant is trying to help you keep your inbox empty, then don't send your leader an email. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love a good instant message, actually. That's like one of my favorite forms of communication. I was actually going to mention that, that, that we know that I'm not a fan of instant messaging. <laughs> I love instant message. Yes, well, yes. It, it has helped, though, too, because we got Katie going on a project management system. And so I think one of the big changes we made for you, Katie, is, is that you're not using your inbox as your to-do list anymore. And that was a big problem. Anybody that does that is just, it can really get unwieldy after a while. And that's when you lose stuff and you're not sure if something's slipping through the cracks or not. So Mm -hmm. that was helpful to be able to do that as well. And then my, you know, I have an expectation that um, she stays out of her calendar as much as possible. (laughs) 
So if there's any scheduling to be done, she'll send it on to me or I'll just deal with it with a client. And, and mm-hmm. that keeps the calendar and the, and the schedule a little more manageable too. Yeah. Otherwise you'll be scheduling things on top of each other. And that's what I do. Yeah. (laughs) I get my hands slapped too, Katie. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Melissa, my assistant will say, what did you go do there? I was holding that spot for somebody. Oops. Katie actually put herself in timeout once uh, during our relationship here because uh, because we would talk about how she would need blocks of time to you know focus on something or get something done, and especially being in a creative field, you need time to do that. And then I'd go into the calendar and there'd be a meeting scheduled there. I'm like, where did that come from? And so she gave herself a timeout for a little bit and handed it back over to me. So that's worked out really well. Yeah, I also get in trouble because I have an ideal calendar and I'm not always really good at saying no. And so I don't know if that's a problem for you, Katie, or not, but my assistant is able to say no on my behalf. Mm -hmm. And then I will say, okay, I don't want more than like four meetings in a day. And then all of a sudden she's like, why is there five or why is there six? I'm like, (laughs) well, I mean, this person asked. And she's like, no, (laughs) that's why they all come through me. So you can't do that because then she knows I will get worn out and I'm not going to be my best for the meetings that are the most important and that she's already scheduled. It's like we're living parallel lives. That's exactly (laughs) how our conversations Yes, yes, yes. Or she will say, listen, you don't have time for this meeting till June, ba, ba, ba. And I say, yeah, but I want to squeeze it in because he's a friend or whatever. And she'll say, okay, I'll put it next Thursday at three. But I guarantee Thursday morning, there's going to be a meltdown. (laughs) (laughs) I will not be held accountable for how you're feeling Thursday about your schedule. Okay, you're you're right. Well, how do you guys handle um, emergencies? I know, Katie, you said that if something's super important, you'll kind of put it in like the header of maybe the email, Mm -hmm. you know, but urgent request. How do you know with sort of the flexibility of how Ari works? How do you know that he's able to see that and tackle it? We've actually recently talked a lot about this because I've designed my business and the services that we provide to not need a whole lot of emergency exceptions. Um, (laughs) We write websites, we don't like develop them. So if one crashes, they don't call us. So it's great. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there may be something like I'm not able to make it to a meeting that's scheduled or a meeting's running over or something has come up. And typically we'll just Slack or text kind of depending on where the other person is. Like if one of us is traveling or something, we generally know that ahead of time so that we can kind of ping accordingly. (laughs) That's good. Well, I I like that that is your core. Nothing's an emergency. Right. Yeah. yeah, that is helpful. But also, yeah, we have a really good, we communicate really well about, I mean, obviously I, I see Katie's calendar and I know where she is and what she's doing, <laughs> but you know, I try to keep her posted on where am I at, or if I'm going to be out of touch for a little bit or not able to jump on something right away, I will give her a heads up. Um, and we do, you know, we've picked up really well on the, I think Belay calls it the virtual nod, which is, mm-hmm. you know, if you get a message to somebody and if it's not an urgent item, just in Slack, a lot of times we'll just respond back with a check mark or something like, mm-hmm. yep, got it. And Katie mm-hmm. knows she can stop thinking about it at that point and I'll take care of it. And then as soon as I get back to a computer or whatever, I can do that. But I think communication, whether it's, you know, a meeting or two meetings a week to keep you on track, but then also just constant communication between the two of you. Uh, you know, as needed on a daily basis, if you need it, just so you know what's going on is very helpful so that if something urgent does come up, you know where to turn. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what would you say, Katie, like how has Ari's support made the biggest difference in your business and your life? Uh, it's a very profound, big question. It really gets <laughs> to the core of like, 
really talking about how 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 things have changed for you. What she's really asking is, have you made any progress on your Netflix queue? <laughs> Where we started this conversation. And then I want to talk about you working at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> no, not talking about that. <laughs> I feel like the best illustration is this spring. I went on spring break with my daughter. Like we took a week off. And since I've been working for myself uh, since 2016, I do not think I've taken consecutive days in a row off, like not worried about clients, not taking sales calls on vacation. Like how many times have I done that or finished up deliverables or taken on extra projects? Like it was constant, but I literally took a full week off and went to see my parents and it was fantastic. And I just think before Ari, everything was on my shoulders. I mean, like we talked about sales, bookkeeping, scheduling, deliverables, like all the entrepreneur stuff. And I was really anxious about letting someone down or missing something or just not doing a good job on something because I had other things going on. So I would just constantly check my email slacks, project management, my legal pad, all the things. But now I just know that Ari has my back and we've thought through everything. He's helped me like really streamline all the processes. I don't have my legal pad anymore. I was going to ask you about that. (laughs) I was going to ask you about that legal pad. No, I mean, I have sticky notes, but I don't keep my to-do list. We all have sticky notes. (laughs) Gotta Um, have a sticky note. (laughs) But I just feel like he's like looking around the corner for me too. It's not just Mm -hmm. like my calendar Mm -hmm. or my inbox. It's like, oh, I learned about this and let's implement a piece of that. Or, you know, he's always kind of like helping me think through better ways to do things and just constantly improving, which I really appreciate. That's why I always said, I think there needs to be another, I like the term assistant, right? Because I think that it, it really does um, have the right connotation of how this partner is coming along and walking side by side with you. But I always feel like there's just something missing from it, right? Mm -hmm. Because (laughs) that intuition that comes with having a phenomenal VA isn't it, you know, sometimes we can make it sound like um, it's a nice to have, but it's like the core of what makes a great virtual assistant. Mm-hmm. It's like that Ari is one step ahead of you so that you don't have to stay up in the middle of the night worrying if you forgot something. I always say to my assistant, like, she's the other part of my brain, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just needed more. Like, one brain wasn't enough, and she was able to come along and be a, next to me. And I think that that's a testament to you, Ari, that that Katie feels that way, you know, because it's such a huge, huge relief. And and to Trisha's point, why it becomes addictive, because you realize what a true gift it is and how much more productive you are and why we say um, every leader needs a an assistant, you know, mm-hmm. your capacity just grows. Yeah, I, I change her title between somewhere. Sometimes it's peacemaker and sometimes it's magic maker. So like yes. between, she's either giving me peace and ease, mm-hmm. right? Peace of mind because she's handling it. She is looking around the corner. She's tackling the details. I don't have to worry. So she gives me peace. So I call her my peacemaker. And sometimes I call her my magic maker because I feel like sometimes she turns things from scratch on a piece of paper, like ugly notes into, I don't know, sometimes it's a beautiful spreadsheet or, you know, whatever. The yep. output from her is just always magic. So Sometimes I like to call her those things. 
I would say a big part of that too is, you know, especially with, with Katie working by herself when she started out and everything and having to keep track of all of that and, and not having the ability to say no sometimes. And I think just having a second person, there's been instances where we'll be messaging back and forth and, and she wants to say no to somebody, but I think you just look for like someone else to say, it's okay. You can say, no, you don't have time to do this. So just having yeah. that other person to bounce an idea yeah. off of and, and seeing Katie's business grow the way it has has been really rewarding for me too, from from the VA's perspective of watching her start mm-hmm. out as a person who you know is doing it all herself, and now has a team of contractors that that come in and help her do more work for more people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know that your workload has gone down, but we're you're accomplishing more in the same amount yeah. of time, and I think that's a big part of it too. Mm-hmm. And I could not have done that without Ari's help; <laughs> like he was the first yeah. domino. And now we have a whole team of people and I was like at my wits end just on my own. And I for sure would have never even dreamed of adding more people to the puzzle. Like that would have been impossible. Yeah. I love that. So if you could give each of you, so Katie and then Ari, you could give um, one piece of advice for someone considering working with a virtual assistant and then Ari, if you someone who maybe wants to be a great virtual assistant, what would, what would those nuggets of advice be that you would give to our listeners? I think I would just say to trust the process, like trust the hiring process, the matching process, say everything that you feel like is important to you in that like intake interview or whatever that's called. I was kind of particular about a couple of things and my client success person was like, okay, no problem. And I was like, that feels weird to say, but this is something I care about. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also trusting the process that you don't have to have everything perfectly figured out. Like, I do not think I came to Ari at all with a task list and like, this is how I want you to spend your hours. I was just like, here are all my logins and I don't know what's going on. (laughs) So I think both of that, like just, trusting that you're going to get placed with a great person. And if not, like you guys can figure that out. And then also that they can figure out how to best serve you. Like that's what they're here to do. And I think from the, from the VA side is, is also trust the process with delay, but also take those interviews seriously when you're able to, to learn more about a client before you talk to them or, or you get in an, an onboarding call with them. Make sure that, that you mesh because you're going to want to invest in them and it's an investment in their company. They're making an investment with delay with their hard-earned dollars to, to get something out of this. And you need to understand that you are that investment. So go all in from that side too. Make sure you're there to take mm-hmm. care of everything figure out the best way to set up processes and get those going. But then as we talked about a little bit, like look around the corner, like what is missing from their lives? And for most people, if they don't have an assistant, it's going to be, they have too many things going on at once. They're, they're trying to, you know, tread water and and not really making any progress. And that means that especially for an entrepreneur, you don't have time to sit and look at what does the future hold? What Mm -hmm. comes next to help grow that business, that kind of thing. So the VA can kind of take some of that load off their shoulders and then they can look ahead to see what comes next. And we've seen that with Katie with her business growing. So I think it's worked out really well. Yeah, we're just going to take that Ari and put that into every bit of um, (laughs) material we have. I could not have said it better. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And that's what makes you so great. So, So thank you. Thank you. Well, I love your partnership. And, um, you know, Katie, I love that you have felt so much relief. And Ari, the fact that you've been able to take your skill set and the things that you love to do, you know, and really get joy out of helping Katie and her business grow. 
grow. And, um, and that's ultimately, you know, why we wake up every morning is because that's what we're trying to do is make both, you know, parties happy and excited uh, to be here. So thank you guys so much for sharing your time with us today. This was awesome. Thank you so much for yes, having us. Thank you for joining us today. Ari and Katie had such a great energy. I loved talking with them today. What a win-win scenario with those two. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know about you, but I could feel like Katie, like, I don't know. She was just at peace. Like she had finally totally. found somebody that she could trust and hand everything over. And yeah. that's so cool. And I love how Ari was so committed mm-hmm. to her business growing and to her getting out of it what she really wanted that he knew that right. he was the investment right yes. that he he was mm-hmm. going to come in and be the one that saved her you yeah. know and i don't know if many people think about it that way and i tease around about my you know my assistant being my magic maker my peacemaker but mm-hmm. but gosh yes it is life changing and i think that his perspective on it right like that's something mm-hmm. that we you know, any assistant out there listening to this right here should really hear, like, understand you were in the investment. Absolutely. You're not just waiting to be handed to, delegated to, right? You're you're the one looking for the work. Dive in, help solve problems, help get ahead, Mm -hmm. look around the corners. I mean, it's such a great testimony to the fact that she was able to grow her business because she was no longer spending time on things like booking appointments and filtering through multiple email accounts. And so she was really able to grow her business, hire more contractors. And so that is like such an awesome testimony to the power of having a great virtual assistant. Totally. The other takeaway that I had was the fact that when I asked the question about how do you handle emergencies or urgent things, and she's like, yeah, I mean, we don't have any of those because she's not allowing the urgent to run her day-to-day operations, right? Like minimizing that. And I think that sometimes we create our own emergencies because we think that what we're doing is more important than really what it is, or it's a lack of planning that causes the emergencies. And so I think that's just good for our listeners to hear is like, if you have too many emergencies, if too many things are, are urgent, then perhaps there's something that should be evaluated there. Yeah, exactly. Unless you're an ER doctor. Mm Mm-hmm probably most of what you're doing does not warrant emergency. Right. Exactly. Such good stuff. Well, guys, uh, you know what time it is. It is time for me to talk about our download. And this week's download is our ultimate guide to working with a VA. This guide is chock full of goodness, guys. So text the phrase one next step to 31996 or visit onenextsteppodcast.com and you'll get access to today's resource to help you keep moving forward. Thank you for joining us today. We will see you next week for another great episode of The One Next Step. That's right. So start by making today count. Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com.